0: On this edition of Alberta Dugout Stories the podcast, Baseball Alberta has a new executive director. We catch up with Tam Ross now to talk about her new gig, her aspirations and dealing with the pandemic. Welcome to episode 91 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. Earlier this year, Baseball Alberta announced Darren Daykinder was retiring after a 10-year run as executive director. The longtime coach and umpire was applauded widely for his contributions to the game, including overseeing a massive growth in the sport in this province over the last few years. However, it left a major hole at the top of the organization. Enter Tam Rosnow. She has an impressive resume working in sport on a variety of levels. She's also very familiar with baseball baseball Alberta having served as a program coordinator over the last couple of years and talk about getting thrown right into the fire with the COVID-19 pandemic hanging over everyone's head it's been a game of wait and see from a health and safety perspective which is tough when you're hoping to plan ahead for a summer on the baseball diamond we talked about that and much more in this conversation with new baseball Alberta executive director Tam Rosnow. Tam thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast
1: yeah thanks for having me
0: how excited are you to be taking the reins
1: uh, well, I have to say I, I am excited. I, I wish we were under different circumstances at the time. Um, but unfortunately, this is this is where we're at, but uh, it's definitely a, a nice step for me moving into a role like this. Um, we've got a great office uh, office staff and a, a great board and we're we're looking forward to being able to to play baseball and have an actual season like I thought we were going to in 2020. <laughs>
0: Well, and, and that's the interesting challenge that we get to face. and We'll get into that in a second, but I want to backtrack a little bit. You've been with Baseball Alberta for the last couple of years now. Walk us through how you managed to get involved in the first place and how you found yourself applying for this job, let alone getting it
1: has been something that's been a part of my life for as long as I can remember. Um, growing up in Saskatchewan, a big football family, obviously. I've uh, switched over to, to the enemies over here um, in Edmonton <laughs> yeah. now. Um, but it was always a part of what I did. I grew up playing basketball came to Alberta, uh, ended up going to school here uh, at Grant McEwen, playing basketball for their their basketball team and um, ended up working there in their recreation department and have just always had um, a love for sport and organization of sport and have kind of worked my way uh, through different opportunities and found myself uh, applying for um, the position as one of the program coordinators here a couple years ago with Baseball Alberta and have since been, been with with the team here since then. And, um, yeah, Darren, our our previous executive director announced his retirement, uh, last October, I believe. And at that point we kind of looked at, um, the potential for for me taking on more of a role and I continued to take on more uh, throughout the next six months and then when the time came to apply I did apply and went through the process of interviews and everything and um inevitably became the next executive director
0: did you feel like you had a good shot at it or were you just kind of thinking hey it was nice to put my hat in the ring and maybe better luck next time
1: I definitely felt as though um I was just a name in the hat. Um, there was a, a, ton of, um, a ton of applications that came in and resumes that came in, and um, a lot of baseball people, a lot of people have been around the organization a long time, and so I definitely didn't feel like I had the upper hand in terms of um, them just wanting to give it to me however i felt like i had an upper hand in the sense that i was right here and had the experience in the office and with our staff and with the processes and running the seasons and you know not not just having an outside look in but being able to know how we run this from january 1st to december 31st and and what it takes to get through each phase of what baseball alberta does
0: what's your experience been like with baseball uh, alberta over the last couple of years
1: Uh, It's been really great. Um, At the time that I did come into my previous role, it was definitely um, hit the ground running. So I guess it's pretty much the same with Mm -hmm. this one in terms of uh, it's a pretty, pretty quick pace. Um, picking things up, but uh, it's been really great. There's some wonderful associations um, that we we are fortunate to deal with um, that are our members, and they've definitely made transitioning into a role with Baseball Alberta, both roles that I've had here, um, really quite easy, um, really great people to work with, and a nice support uh, from Darren, who who was the previous executive director, lots of history, lots of knowledge, as well as our technical director, Sheen Bromley is pretty much like the baseball guy. In the mm-hmm. province you say sheen and someone says oh he coached me so having those two individuals here in the office to help myself as well as um ryan bird and uh, brendan smith who who were new at the same time kind of to help us uh just hit the ground running and and be involved and understand where we're at and how we got to those those places it it definitely helped having those two um here for so long
0: surprised at all that you ended up going the baseball route because it sounds like sports are kind of your (laughs) your forte but here you are kind of taking the lead on the baseball front now
1: for sure so sports just in general have just always been uh like i said a, a part of my life so whether it was just uh picking up a baseball and, and playing with all the other kids on our street, or heading over to a diamond. We used to play against, you know, the street behind us. We'd go and have like us versus them type stuff. Um, just lots of memories of of that kind of stuff when I was younger. Um, as well, I have I have two kids and um, my oldest son had played a few years of baseball and I volunteer with the Challenger baseball program out in my community. So I'm very much involved in, in sport aspect all around. So um, it ended up being a pretty good fit.
0: When you look at the state of the game here across this province from an overarching perspective, outside of the pandemic, of course, how would you assess it?
1: Uh, Well, I think for us in terms of of involvement is we we continue to see numbers increasing um, with kids playing as well as the amount of females that are are entering into the game or or starting to pursue it at higher levels. So up until um, COVID and and where we're at, I would say over the the two and a half years that I've been here, I've seen us continue to grow and, and have a lot of really great opportunities in moving the game forward. So Hopefully, uh, when we get out of this, uh, we can pick up where we left off, or if not, we can at least get to where we were and then continue to push forward.
0: As someone who's been on the front lines, kind of helping with the program Mm -hmm. development and that kind of thing, what's been key to watching those numbers continue to grow?
1: Um, I think for us, it, having programs available and, and being able to support at all different levels. Um, running the grassroots programming is super important. Um, and like I said, we've got a lot of really great associations that, that we have as our members. And so for us, having those connections and being able to get out and do some outreach work and having them running uh, the programs like our RallyCat program that focuses at that that 7U kind of age category getting the kids in early, getting the house league programs established, and then building the programs after that and having the opportunity for them to move into a double A setting and potentially one day, you know, onto a triple A team, but understanding the importance of all the levels. Not every kid is going to be a triple A player. So having the opportunity for them to have house league within the different associations is, is really important.
0: One of the things that I've noticed is that you have uh, strong partnerships with some of the smaller communities, which are now starting to sprout back up again, where they might not have been as strong maybe a decade ago.
1: Yeah, so we do have a lot of, of really, really great um, smaller, a lot of our smaller communities and smaller associations are real baseball communities. And what we're seeing is is as they're growing and as they're picking up and, and getting more registrations, it's the coaches or the new presidents in those places who remember playing when they were kids. So exactly like you're saying, they may have at one time had had that, and now they're kind of on a resurgence. And it's because those those individuals who are now adults and have their own kids, and they're wanting to kind of rekindle those, those childhood mm. memories for their kids, and it's kind of a resurgence in some areas.
0: The fascinating thing I've watched is that you're seeing a lot of kids who are um, having good successes at college level, maybe even getting a little bit of pro experience in coming back and giving back to that community as well. And and it kind of sets the bar so that you can, A, say, hey, he went beyond, you know, sort of the local men's league. And two is, hey, they really want to see the game develop as well.
1: For sure. So this this past year at our our AGM, we were actually fortunate enough to have Mike Soroka as our as our guest speaker, special guest speaker. And it all kind of came up uh, on a whim in our office one day um, during during the season when he was was kind of on the oh, my gosh, who is this guy and where did he come from? And Mm -hmm. everyone in Alberta was thinking he came from here. Um, Our office ended up having a conversation. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if if we could get him? To, to come and, and talk, like being an Alberta kid and uh, I reached out to, to Brian in our office who runs our social media and I'm like, You you should message him and he was like, Oh, okay And we ended up just sending him a a DM through Instagram and uh, he responded and we ended up just getting the contact for his agent and we're able to have him out. And he did a phenomenal uh, speech for the kids talking about, you know, work ethic and hard work and and understanding the importance of multi-sport and family and dedication to your craft. And it, it it was wonderful. And he, you know, is a prime example of what you're saying, just that, that grassroots individual who you know found a love for the game, really pursued it, and is now um, giving back.
0: Not only that, but you also you mentioned earlier on about the women's game, for example, and you have such ambassadors for the game with the Nicole Chanskys of the world, the Kelsey Lallers of the world. I mean, the the success level at the girls' level is just something to behold for this province.
1: Absolutely, and and the Alberta girls who are who are really really uh, making their names known with the with the national team um three of the award winners actually this year who were with um the baseball Canada the women's national team were actually alberta players mm-hmm. so really really cool they actually um honored nicole Luchansky, kelsey lawler and as well as the up-and-comer ellie jesperson
0: it really has been fantastic to watch from the outside unfortunately as you've kind of alluded to we've had this wrench thrown in the spokes so to speak for the summer mm-hmm. uh, how much of a wrench has it been from your perspective
1: yeah, I mean unfortunately day after day we just kind of keep waiting for more information and and are hopeful to get something good out of the information. Um looking at this year prior to everything COVID, we were we were set to um have host uh, the Ray Carter Cup, so that 15U AAA was set to be hosted by Okotoks. Um, We were going to have Fort McMurray hosting the Canada Cup for the older age category. We had Westerns host in Provost um, at the minor level for the 13U, 15U, and 18U categories. Uh, We also had the uh, Westerns 15U AAA was set to be hosted here in Edmonton by Nez. Uh, so we we had a really promising 2020 looking you know looking at these opportunities to host and and everything so it's it's been a it's been a tough setback you know these communities had put in time already looking at um you know securing hotels and volunteering and, and getting these events underway it's something that that happens you know with with you know quite far back from when the actual events would take place so obviously you know those those were canceled. Um, we were set to host the Baseball Canada uh, convention here in Edmonton Baseball. Alberta was going to be hosting that, uh, unfortunately. Um, that has been canceled as well, just being unable to travel. Um, and then just, you know, with, with our associations, it's, it's hard to have to tell our associations and have them tell our kids, you know, we, we can't play ball right mm-hmm. now. Um, especially when that's all, that's all the kids want to do. I mean, we wait for the snow to melt for so long um, and then it finally does melt and we we still can't play at this point. So um, it's it's definitely, it's definitely been a challenge.
0: And obviously it's a pause for now as we kind of wait to see how this all plays out. Does it provide a bit of an opportunity from your perspective as well, while you're trying to navigate the here and now, but maybe to plan ahead a little bit, trying to get some battle plans in place for when that green light is eventually given?
1: Yeah, so, so our, our office staff is working hard right now on um, a return to train protocol. So before we get to any sort of return to play, um, obviously we, we need to just look at uh, the return to train model and, and how we'll be able to do that in order to, or along with respecting the, the orders and the restrictions that are in place by AHS and, and the Alberta government. So, you know, big one being that two meters, how do we play the game while maintaining a two meter distance? Um, how do we play a game with only 15 people? So you know, modification so right now we've taken the game component out um, we're hearing some promising words um, from around the province that um, we should be able to move into some type of training um, at some point um, no no direct clarification yet on 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 if that's going to be possible in all locations, some municipalities have different closure dates for their diamonds and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're putting together some some documents to have uh, submitted and approved, hopefully by the government and by AHS, to be able to roll out to our associations, um, and then they could look for some individual training or some small group settings. Um, you know, potentially a coach with five players, in order to be able to to follow all the guidelines and restrictions, you know, no shared baseballs, um, everything like that. And then so that there's time to to sanitize everything in in between anything that, that would be shared or touched in that
0: time that's obviously one of the moving targets too is just even from a coaching perspective as well trying to get them trained up so that they can train their assistants or even the players themselves
1: absolutely so it adds a whole other element to what we would ask from a volunteer um, you know where these responsibilities now fall and what needs to be done and and what all has to take place before we can even think about setting up a drill um, so it's it's definitely outside of what we've always done or anything that's ever taken place so it's 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 Something we're working on. Um, we're, we're hopeful that that we'll have some sort of uh, return-to-train model that that associations are able to use. Hopefully this summer. Um, again, it will it will be based on approval from. From the government and NHS, but that's that's our hope at some
0: point. How impressed have you been with some of the the different associations in that who are still trying to get and reach out to some of those athletes as well, whether it's through videos or whether it's through little uh, teachings, uh, the the resources. I mean, there's been so much that's been shared over the last little while here.
1: For sure. So we we know we encourage them to try. You know, whether it's a, a Google Hangout or a Zoom call or or. Any t- anything that they're the teams, you know teammates or coach with some of the team if if their team was already picked to be able to communicate with them. Uh, We've also uh, reached out to our associations and teams. Baseball Canada has set up a virtual lab challenge. Um, It's a seven-week program. You know, they're looking at running different challenges each week, and it's going to be across Canada. So they'll be able to age group-wise see, you know, how they stack up if if a team goes in, you know, from Alberta in the 15U category. They'll kind of be able to see how they stack up against other 15U uh, teams from across across the country. So a nice um, a nice option from our NSO that, that came out to try and engage and, and bring the country together and have everyone, uh, you know, having some fun mm-hmm. and still, still being part of a team while maintaining our social distance.
0: When you look past COVID and you kind of look at your own bucket list, what would you like to see happen while you have this position at your disposal?
1: I would I would definitely definitely like to see us run uh, an actual baseball season. We'll just mm. put that a nice simple <laughs> one. No, at number 1, we'll just put that a nice uh simple one. Um, we do want to see our our registrations obviously pick up where they left off and and hopefully increase at some point um, we have been working hard uh, with our our women's program um, we have chris James you know as the technical director mm-hmm. we've, we've brought barb northcott on and I believe they came and, and did a podcast with you as well talking sure about uh, the girls program um, they've got some really great ideas and and have put some things in place that's something we're really trying to push is the opportunity and, and availability to the female to access the sport and prior to COVID um, you know they had set up across the province events of one-day clinics and things were moving really well so we hope to pick up on that and continue to grow that are um, on, on our umpire side because we can't forget about the umpires because they are a huge part of the mm-hmm. game um we have ryan uh, working alongside brandon Strackey who is our uh, umpire supervisor in alberta um they're working with their committee to develop some some really really great new opportunities i probably can't say too much but they're looking at some online options um even right now for us since we haven't been able to deliver clinics in person, they've gone to um, you know, supplying the materials through our umpire signing system so that we can still have that engagement. So we just hope to be able to continue that and provide some more opportunities um, for them as well
0: do you foresee yourself having to maybe liaise with different sports as well before too long, because there is going to be that green light given, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, I'll call it competition, but you also don't want to force uh, some of these young athletes into making decisions so early as to what kind of path they want to take.
1: Absolutely. So I, I, already there's a ton of um, collaboration amongst uh, PSOs within the province and we're fortunate that the building that our, our office is located in actually does house a number of the provincial sport organizations. So we do have a, a lot of uh, direct communication uh, with everyone and it's it's a constant conversation and um, we have a working group even right now through the COVID uh, that continues on. It was, it was developed before but it works with the sports, physical activity and recreation sector and so every everyone who who's on that that committee is able to come in and work together and
0: collaborate fantastic final question for you if you were to take out your crystal ball right now and kind of look ahead to maybe five or ten years down the road how are you going to gauge success
1: uh i w- well i w- <laughs> I would say definitely, um, not that you want to put everything back to the situation we're currently in, but I think that if we can come out of this and in a two to three year marker, we can look back and say, wow, we're even better than we were um, prior to Mm -hmm. 2020 um and we you know we've established the the female program even further and we've increased our numbers and we've been able to um just reach out and just help the membership get through this time i think that in itself will be a huge success
0: tam congratulations again on the new post and thanks so much for sharing a few of your stories here on the podcast
1: thank you so much for having me
0: Thanks again to Baseball Alberta's new executive director, Tam Rosnow, for joining us this week. And again, congratulations on the new post. We're certain we're going to be hearing from Tam again soon. We'd also like to thank all of you for downloading and listening. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher and Podbean. Until next time, thanks again for all of your support, no matter the platform of Alberta Dugout Stories.